Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Out for the blind, I'm Brian McCallan. America is having a health emergency. This emergency is being called a pandemic and is caused by the outbreak of COVID-19 or the coronavirus. The coronavirus is keeping Americans home from school, work, and play. But two questions remain. How does the coronavirus affect the blind and visually impaired? And how does COVID-19 affect the American Council of the Blind in its day-to-day business? Joining me to talk about this are American Council of the Blind President Dan Spoon, California Council of the Blind President Judy Wilkinson, and ACB Membership Services Coordinator Cindy Van Winkle. Hello, everybody. Hi there. Hello, Brian. Dan, Judy, and Cindy, before we talk about COVID-19, tell us about yourselves. Well, sure, Brian. This is Dan, and I just want to say that uh, you know I'm here in Orlando, Florida. So uh, we're 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 lucky enough to have sunshine uh, and and warm temperatures this time of year. But my wife and I are basically quarantined in our house voluntarily. So we're trying to be good corporate citizens. So uh, we've gone to our grocery store and bought a lot of uh, you know food over the weekend. Everybody was really kind and, uh, you know, helping us do our shopping and getting that completed. And uh, we're really just kind of hunkering down, enjoying each other's company. We, we are able to go on a couple of nice walks each day and get a little bit of fresh air. And uh, we're really, uh, you know, taking it seriously and really have had a lot of opportunity to reach out and talk to people within the American Council of the Blind over the last few days. And so it, it's, it hasn't been bad so far. I think it's it's going pretty good for us. How are you holding <laughs> up, Judy and Cindy? Well, I'll go next. Um, we are uh, in San Leandro, which is a bedroom community of San Francisco. And Alameda County is one of the California counties that is on quote-unquote lockdown. Um, so uh, I, I use a shopping service for my groceries and... Uh, now I have to plan a little better because instead of delivering within a few hours, they delivery services are within several days. A lot of things are out of stock, so we have to do some extra planning, but we're in good shape. Um, I was just saying earlier that I'm one of those people that's always able to feed the, the American or the Chinese army, whichever one wanted to drop by for dinner. So we have lots of supplies. We may not have every fresh vegetable at every moment, but we certainly uh, have supplies. And we've been talking with our members, and I'll tell you a little more about what California is doing in a few minutes. Um, I have a guide dog, a new guide dog, just came home a couple of weeks ago. So I'm getting her out every day, and we're getting some walks and exercise. And so, again, Steve and I, my husband Steve Mendelson and I, are doing very well. And I live in Alameda County, too, and have gone through some of the same issues with grocery delivery. But um, I've still been able to get some walks outside, and it's very quiet and very beautiful. Dan and Cindy. So, oh, we Uh, couldn't forget Cindy. Yeah. 
So this is Cindy, and um, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, so I've been here for about nine and a half months now from the state of Washington originally. And, uh, you know, also I'm just staying at home uh, and uh, taking care of business as I go and talking with people on the phone and, uh, you know, definitely staying connected with loved ones and, uh, you know, my ACB family as much as I can and just being creative on ways to do that. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well. That's good. How are many of the ACB members out there reacting to COVID-19 and how is it affecting their lives? Well, I'll say a few words and then I want to let Cindy comment because she's doing some really innovative and creative things already to get our membership uh, involved and really stimulate conversation. But uh, first, I just want to thank our executive director, Eric Bridges and team for making the decision very early on last week to go ahead and ask our staff and contractors to work remotely from home. And so uh, they're not having to deal with trying to get into the office and deal with uh, those transportation issues as well as just, you know, being in close quarters with each other. Um, we are, uh, luckily in California, we have a president's call every month. Uh, we have a president's list and our president's call is coming up Monday and we're going to be discussing what the chapters are doing, what they're planning. We are implementing, uh, we plan to implement um, both at the chapter level and the state level, uh, weekly or maybe even semi-weekly uh, call to um, allow people to just call in, check in with their friends and neighbors, make sure everybody's all right. Um, and so that is the positive immediate plans that we are planning for keeping in touch with, with our members. And if I could chime in and just say that that's exciting to me. Um, some of the work that I started this week is to hold conference calls for leaders who wanted to join in and discuss ways that we can stay connected with our membership. And we've held one, we've got another one coming up, and there may be more. And uh, some of that discussion really surrounded about, uh, was around affiliates holding more conference calls and giving members an opportunity an outlet where they can share and or be even distracted uh, by you know from their day-to-day -day, uh, just staying at home and so you know I've noticed that there's more discussion on email lists people asking how people are doing um, and really encourage chapters or smaller affiliates where they can to you know take time and and reach out to all of their members maybe their leadership could break up their membership list and you know call every member and just check in and make sure everybody's doing good and find out if anybody has any needs and maybe you know someone in your chapter or affiliate could investigate how those needs could be met so this is all still so new and it's evolving and you know we all are going to just have to learn as we go 
some of our chapters, Cindy, are doing phone trees. Uh, where Beautiful. In fact, Bayview chapter, my local home chapter, uh, instead of calling once a month to let people know about meetings, is now calling twice a week every member. They've The phone team has been expanded, and so that's a very good thing that chapters can do. In addition to perhaps, as I just said earlier, these more general calls where people can call in, we're definitely having a lot of our chapters check in with their members more frequently than, than in the past. Perfect example. That's exactly what we've been talking about on these conference calls and what is my desire. You know, we say that we're a community and I believe we are. And so if, in fact, we want to um, really live as we are a community, then we need to act like a community and do things that benefit our community. And in a community, every individual is equally important and we need to care for each other. And it's so easy. You know, I, I've been reading on social media where people talk about, you know, sometimes their frustrations, but a lot of people are sharing about kindnesses that have been bestowed upon them or that they've witnessed. And I think that sometimes we don't know how can we give, how can we, uh, you know, how can we uh, provide those same kinds of kindnesses to others? And um, I think that you know, sometimes we have to be a little bit creative. And since we have to stay away from one another, it makes it a little more challenging. But, you know, certainly, um, you know, if somebody wanted to, they could order a pizza for a friend, um, you know, that's down in the dumps, or they could, uh, you know, just make a phone call and, and chat with someone, um, you know, maybe share some music that makes that's uplifting and makes them happy or websites where they can learn things. You know, maybe it's time to pick up a new hobby or learn a new solitaire game or, you know, provide tech support. I mean, the list is endless. And so I think that as a community, we have this amazing opportunity right now, since most of us are at home <laughs> to be able to really reach out and extend ourselves beyond the walls of our own home. I think you've made a really good point here, Cindy, that uh, to, to, to say what I've heard recently is social distancing does not mean social isolation. We got to now talk about how the coronavirus is affecting both ACB and CCB activities. I know both organizations have big conventions coming up this summer, and that there are special board meetings scheduled to discuss plans for both of these events. Everyone, can you explain these events and meetings to our listeners, even some of the plans that may be changed or taking place or scrapped? I'll let you go first, Judy, and then I'll... I was going to punt to you, Unless Dan. you want me to go first, I could go uh, first. You... <laughs> That's all right. I will. We have three big events coming up, and um, we're looking at all three. One is a meeting in Southern California at the end of April with all of our Southern California affiliates and, and uh, chapters, and one is a, a special event to honor Catherine Skivers on her birthday at May, May, May 2nd in San Francisco at the Lighthouse. Uh, and one is our convention the first weekend in June, where we're hoping to have Cindy with us. 
But the, the real challenge is these events are far enough out that technically they're not within the time-restricted window as of yet, but people are making plans today. People, for instance, the city where our a convention is going to be held is, in, is itself in, in semi-lockdown. So exhibitors looking at that now are making plans, which will affect us three months out. So that's where the challenge is. Is, is 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 thinking well it might be fine by june but the but the people but people are dealing with issues today and frankly given that people are having to spend money that they might not otherwise spend our community is going to face financial hardships that they might not otherwise have faced and we we have to consider that so i uh, i'm meeting with my officers this evening uh, and I've got a call into the hotel. Uh, we face huge penalties unless we can, and, and the hotel has already expressed a willingness to work with us, uh, perhaps rescheduling, but we do have to uh, be mindful that, uh, that even though these times are tough, uh, we're not sure of, uh, technically about how we're gonna work with our local uh, vent, uh, hotel in, uh, in terms of what concessions they may allow, allow us. So we have a lot of complexities that we're dealing with. And, you know, I can't say anything more than that right now about our plans. But, you know, that's, that's what we're facing, the complexities that are more out, far outreaching than we might originally have thought. Dan, hunting to you. Sure. Thank you, Judy. And, uh, you know, at the American Council of the Blind level, I think the the for certain thing that I can say is we are going to have an ACB conference and convention. We will either, which is our desire, if, if we can work it out, have a live conference and convention in Schaumburg, Illinois, or if not, we're working hard on a contingency plan that we would have a virtual conference and convention. But we are, you, you, so we're having to do basically dual plans of attack right now in order to, to you know, to um, monitor the situation and prepare for one of two scenarios. If we end up being live in Schaumburg, we will, you know, have the need for uh, virtual capability that we haven't had before. We, you know, won't be able to probably have all of our speakers there in person. We'll have probably lower attendance giving our situation. So so that that is something we have to plan for. We are again in the same situation that Judy and the team is in California Council of the Blind. Right now we have a contract that is just a little over 90 days from from our event and the the penalties for cancellation right now are are very significant. A little different than some of your state affiliate conventions, you know, we're we're taking over an entire 500 plus room hotel for a week, so those become very hard to reschedule. There, the those hotels are typically booked two plus years in advance. We already have contracts for Phoenix in in 21 and Omaha in 22, uh, so. You know, shifting is not quite as easy uh, at the national level as it, uh, I think, 
uh, is, is seems to be working out pretty well at the state affiliate level where people can move perhaps from the spring to the fall. Um, so we're, we're continuing to work with the hotel. Um, we do what, have what they call an acts of God clause, but that has to be something where, you know, a government official is basically saying that you cannot meet. And where we are right now is that in, that is in place in Illinois, but only through, you know, mid-April, not through, you know, July, first week in July, which is when our conference starts. So, uh, you know, we have to continue to work with the hotel, which we're doing. Janet Dickelman and her convention team are are uh, in constant contact with our hotel. Uh, and then at the same time, we're working with our ACB radio team, management team and our audiovisual team to really work at, uh, you know, putting contingency plans in place uh, so we can be ready to go one way or the other. Uh, of course, as always, the most important thing is the health and safety of our members. So, you know, we, I, I've, I've kind of joked with people sometimes, and I, and I know this is not a joking matter, but, you know, our membership is probably the perfect Petri dish for germ transmission. We're, we're a, a little more of a senior population with multiple health, uh, health concerns, diabetes, uh, and other type of conditions. We we navigate by holding on to each other and by touching surfaces and walls and and so all those things where you're not supposed to things you're not supposed to be doing for germ transmission we kind of do them all including just the ability to make sure we can secure a six foot uh, circumference around us for uh you know for for, for keeping the right spatial distance. And so these things are, are all challenges for our community. So we, we don't have an answer yet, but I will say we're going to meet as a board on March 30th to lay out um, you know, our concerns, our, our financial impacts, as well as our health concerns and what we can do uh, from uh, a live con a convention standpoint and a and a virtual convention standpoint, so all this is under consideration, and we're we'll continue to meet and uh, and try to do as good a job as we possibly can, communicating out to our membership and keep, keeping them informed along the way. What I've shared with all of our leadership is I want us to be very transparent through this process and answer any questions that people have and I know Judy and her group in California is doing the same thing but it it this is hard there's nothing easy about this right now um one of our listeners has a question Dennis Pacelli he writes what kinds of audio information means is out there for community access cable services that provide information from local government with our audio description project and work we've done with the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, is that, you know, all communities in the country now should have audio described emergency alerts. And so if you have, you know, your secondary audio programming channel turned on on your cable, uh, direct TV, whatever you might have, and uh, and an emergency alert does come across, it should be audio described. So you shouldn't just hear the beep, 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 and then the 
words go across the bottom and you don't know what they are. It, it should be audio described as well. And if, and if for some reason, if it's not coming across, then please let's have your listeners contact, uh, you know, advocacy at acb.org or reach out to Clark Rackful and he can, he can work with you, uh, you know, to, to file a, a claim with the FCC. So, that's you know one small thing with the emergency alerts and i do agree with cindy uh at least we're fortunate enough here in the orlando area that for our cable network which is uh spectrum but we have a we have a 24 by 7 news channel uh that's part of that service that you can really listen to at any point in time and they'll pick up the you know the local city and county commissioners uh updates the governor's updates so those things that are more local. And then I would encourage, I don't know what is available in each community, but if you have an echo, there's just all kinds of things you can, uh, you can pick up from that standpoint. And I'd also say, if you want a little entertainment, listen to ACB radio. We have five wonderful streams and there's lots of great content out there to uh, keep you entertained over the, over this time period. That's right. And um, Dan, Judy, Cindy, we hope that ACB and the blind can maintain their health and well-being through this pandemic with the hope that we can soon get back to our social lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Everybody be safe and well. Yes, and before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at acbradio.org slash SOFTB. That's it for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out... Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you heard? There's a new show on ACB Radio Interactive. This is Jason Castanguay inviting you to join me on Artfelt. I will be bringing music to you that stands out, pieces that fill the heart and rouse the body, from symphonies that ring to songs that swing 
into harmonies that zing. I can make my most fantastic, most fantastic dreams come true. And everything in between. My goal is to take you on a musical safari, leaving you with the satisfaction of a journey well spent. So tune in to ACB Radio Interactive for Artfelt every Tuesday evening from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. For this is where music echoes the thoughts of the soul. from ACB's Executive Director, Eric Bridges. Well, hello. This is Eric Bridges, and I have the privilege of working with a really talented team in our national office in Alexandria, but also in Minneapolis, and uh, the honor of working for a really passionate, dedicated board of directors that is looking to re-envision how ACB Radio comes to you, as well as the content. So... I am excited for the future of ACB Radio, and thank you all for listening. 